Right now is episode 17 of the Happen to Your Career podcast. Amazing Blue. Just thinking about you. Hey, hey Mark. What? Uh, what? I don't think we're here to sell tickets to your concert. <laughs> oh, so I can't sing? Uh, well, you can. Oh, okay. on a blue cubicle. That was that was a strong hint not to, but you know, do do whatever you want. This has happened to your career, the show that is all about helping you move to work you love. We want you to do work that fits your unique and signature strengths. We will bring you inspiration, tools, and roadmaps to help you in your journey. I'm Scott Anthony Barlow. We are so extremely excited to have Tanya Dessa here with us today. And Tanya has had quite the journey that she gets to share with us today. And she's been to, if I understand correctly, over 67 different countries on a few different continents and you know, had, had quite the set of life experiences throughout that time. Now, Tanya, we are thrilled to pieces to have you on the show. Welcome to Happen to Your Career. Thank you so much, Scott. I'm thrilled to be here chatting with you. I was hoping you could share a little bit about yourself, both personally and professionally, you know, what, what you're doing in both of those areas and help our audience really get to know you. Sure, I'd be glad. Well, you know, you started by mentioning the fact that I've had the honor to visit over 68 different countries. And uh, I'd say it really started when I was 15 years old. I was shipped off to Australia to go study for the summer. And that's really where I was bitten by the travel bug, you know, just the opportunity to arrive in a foreign land where people spoke differently, there were different accents, ways of dress, and I just had to create community for myself there and integrate into a new world. Um, I just love the experience of traveling and uh, exploring new cultures. And it's, I've kind of never stopped since then. <laughs> so it just, it has evolved uh, throughout my life and my career. I've just tried to find opportunities where I could meet new people, connect with different cultures, and learn. And that's led me to study in places like China, Japan, and um, Hungary, it's led, and Spain. And it's led me to work in places like Switzerland, where I spent the last three and a half years uh, really leading a marketing department in a healthcare company. So I love the opportunity just to work with diverse people from different backgrounds, different cultures. I think that even the conversations you have around the lunchroom table are fascinating. Right, you're constantly learning something new, uh, exposed to different ways of life and different perspectives, which help you grow as a person uh, and take open-mindedness to a whole other level. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And as I've started to really get to know you, uh, you know, I would say one of the things that you are fantastic at is that connection piece. You seem to have a genuine interest in other people, and that, I mean, that shows ridiculously well. And you, know, you seem to not only really enjoy that, but I, I think that you know, that's, that's quite frankly something, something you seem to be great at. So I, I love that about you. Um, Thank you. I think connection is one of my core values. You know, and I think it really stems from curiosity. 
just that that question mark is always floating above my head. And you talk to somebody, I just want to hear their story, learn a little bit more about what's important for them, what cool life experiences, you know, they have in their tank, and uh, just to how it, it's a great way to start. I think with questions. Now you you've had a pretty varied journey, I would say, yeah, mm-hmm. compared to the average person, and I love that about you. <laughs> Uh, what events would you say really started your journey to move into work that matters to you? I think you touched on it a lot when you said connection. You know, I actually started my career in sales. So I was a pharmaceutical sales rep. And I think that was some of the best training I ever had in my life, learning the how to make, how to formulate powerful questions and just spark conversations. And that led me to recognize that I love, well, I love talking. That I've known since I was a child. <laughs> ask, any of, ask any of my sisters, you know? <laughs> um, but really having those conversations, getting to dig deep to learn about what makes people tick and what keeps them up at night. And I realized I loved that problem-solving aspect of conversation, you know, uncovering needs and helping to brainstorm with people in this co-active approach uh, to work towards solutions to their problems. So while I learned some of the training through my sales uh, acumen and my sales part of my career, I actually started to find and, and seek out ways to do that uh, in other parts of my career. So as I transitioned into the marketing role, I noticed that it was really when I was in team meetings, when we were brainstorming about product launches, when we we're having those types of conversations where we're looking at needs how to service needs and that brainstorming creativity and collaborative aspects of it all. Um, I noticed that those are the activities that I really love to do. So it's kind of being aware of that as it came up in certain, as I progressed in my career through sales and marketing, and then even through school, uh, as I did my master's degree, same thing. So I noticed these trends and I think it hasn't been maybe a pivotal event so much as it has been awareness of the trends over the years. Um, and then most recently, you know, if you asked kind of what started my journey to going diving deeper into yeah. work that really matters to me, which is that now I founded my own business where yes. I help work with newbies, people who are new to the country and new to organizations to really own their awesomeness and to live that out loud. And uh, I'd say it was my coaching journey. So I started, to, I went to Coach Training Institute to become a professionally trained coach. And through having those types of conversations, I realized, huh, this is awesome. I want more of this. And I want to do more of it all the time. So I, I recognized that I it was time for me to step out of my corporate career and to launch something on my own in order to help more people to be in contact and have the kind of conversations I'd love to have uh, more often. So th- there's so much there that I want to dig into, but I'm just going to pull out uh, two different things. You know, you mentioned being aware and you mentioned, you know, um, paying attention, but how did you actually do that? You know, as you, as you worked in marketing, as you worked in sales and, and all of these different things, you know, what did you specifically do? And the, I'll preface the question a little bit because we've got a lot of people that, you know, we work with or are listeners to the show that are really kind of, you know, struggling with really understanding what their strengths are and what they're great at and what they have the capability to be great at. And I think sometimes that's that's difficult for people. So what did you do there to really start to understand yourself in those areas? 
Great question. And, you know, I want to preface it by saying it didn't happen overnight. It wasn't that one day I woke up and I'm like, oh, your fingers. And- <laughs> exactly. This magical list appeared where it's like, these are my core strengths. Not at all. It was kind of, it's been a journey. But I'd say what really worked for me was recognizing when I came out of a meeting or after a conversation with somebody and I was totally pumped up and energized. You know, that feeling of pure momentum when you feel like you've got enough energy and you can take on any challenge and you can keep going till 3 a.m. with this kind of energy. I started to notice when those, when, when that came up. And then I started to think, okay, was it the people? Was it what we were working on? I tried to dig deeper. And that, it's been a process, but doing that more often has helped me refine my awareness and just made me more conscious of the things that I love to do, which at the end of the day have, has, has reminded me that those are my energizing strengths. The other thing is actually gratitude. So I love this quote by Danielle Laporte. I, think, I hope I get it right. <laughs> she says, gratitude is a reflection of your own genius. Ooh. And it's so true, isn't it? You know, I started to notice what people thank me for. People started saying like, oh, Tanya, it was great talking to you. I really felt like I could be present. And you, you saw me. You really took the time to listen to me. And I thought, oh, so I just started to pick up what people were thanking me for. And that has been pivotal in, and again, recognizing what my strengths are and how to play more into my strengths. I, I love that for, <laughs> we're not going to be able to dig into anywhere near the amount of things I want to during the time we have for this interview, <laughs> but there's, there's so much wrapped up in that too. So, you know, I think I'm going to actually borrow that because I love what you said about starting to pay attention to what you are just ridiculously excited about. And I think ridiculously is my add in, but, uh, oh, I would, when, I would have said it. In. Keep it in. It's keep so it in. True. And, and I think that's important because, you know, once you, once you start to recognize that red flag and that feeling that you have, you know, that, that really becomes such a great clue to what it is that you should probably be doing. And in those small snippets of what you're doing now, um, you can you can learn so 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 much, and you know, I guess the other thing I want to go back to here though is is just uh you t- started talking about you know your your business and you helping out newbies. I was hoping you could expand on that a little bit and share with us a little bit more about what you do and and how you do it and how you got into some of that that coaching and and more about how you found out that you're starting to really love that piece. Absolutely. So. When I work with people, uh, let me first define what newbie is. I love that term, but I don't know it's very well uh, spread. <laughs> so in my, in my world, newbie is somebody who's new to an environment. And that can really mean somebody who's new to the country. So an expat, international students, new immigrants, you know, somebody who's arrived in a new place and have, they have to figure out who they are, what they stand for, and really live that out loud to amplify their impact quickly. And I think that also applies within organizations. You know, when we think of new hires, you've arrived in a new place, there's an existing culture. How do you not only determine um, what's the lay of the land, but also how to showcase your value and make impact in the way that you really desire? So I work with people in helping them define and declare their personal brand to really, I'd say, own their awesomeness, you know, really recognize their worth, what they have to offer embody that, believe in it through coaching strategies, and then develop a solid action plan. So then we go into training 
you know, a little bit of learning all those life skills that we're expected to know in life, but we never really learn, <laughs> you know, how to develop mentors, how to, how to network in an authentic way, how to connect with anyone. And we build a solid action plan and build an accountability structure so that newbies can integrate and really shine in the new community that they're in. So talk to me about recognizing their worth. Because that's something I think we, uh, you know, we as humans kind of struggle with innately. Um, you know, our, I don't know, uh, we sort of work against ourselves sometimes in that area. So, you know, what advice would you have for somebody who maybe doesn't fully recognize their worth or their value? You know, how do you, how do you go about that? How do you start in, in that area? What does that actually look like? Oh, that's a great question. I'd say it is a journey, but the journey has to start with understanding what's important to you. So it's digging deep. And I use the term values, you know, really digging deep to make your values know who you are and what you stand for and make using those values as your compass in decision making, uh, both in your personal life and your professional life in any area of life. I think that when you, you, you understand what are the things that really energize you, you know, whether it's getting up in the morning and going for a run, what is it about that? Is it the activity, the physical activity? Is it the sense of accomplishment of getting up early? You know, for me, I love dancing. I'll just give you one example. I love the energy, the freedom that comes with, you know, dancing in the middle of a dance floor to your favorite song. So for me, that is freedom. And it's taking that and using that value of freedom as a decision compass, as a compass for decision making in my life, whether it's in my business, my personal life or wherever. And so for newbies, it's taking them on a journey to discover and really articulate their values uh, and then to learn how to live those values out loud in, in, in different areas of their life. So with those values, what's, what's something I can do to start understanding? What's something I can do you know, right now or tomorrow um, to really start recognizing what those values are or start getting to what, what my personal values are? I think, well, first of all, it's make, putting them up. So whether it's on post-its or being more aware of them, putting them on a vision board, it's like keep them present so that they are top of mind. And sometimes we need the physical structures around us to do that. So we all need support. Put post-its up on your bathroom mirror. When you get out of bed, you know, put something on the background of your iPhone. Put that as your list of values. I mean, just try to keep it omnipresent so that you're reminded constantly. Our subconscious needs to see those kinds of things. So I think that's number one, a first action that anyone can take starting today. The second thing is would be to think about maybe one area of your life. It can be overwhelming to try to think of everything all at once. And I actually, this is something I really learned from you, Scott, and I'm starting small, picking one idea and then running with it. And so pick, pick one area of your life where you'd like to turn up the volume on one of your values and start to brainstorm ideas and then start to create an action plan around that. But it really starts with picking one value, one area of life, start brainstorming, just get that creative juices flowing. I, I love that. And for uh, you know, a little bit of background here. Before we recorded this interview, actually we recorded an interview <laughs> for your site, and we were talking a little bit about some of those things, and and I love what you said, and you know, I I obviously do that too. We were talking about how you know, just over to my right here, I've got things that my kids have made me so that uh, that that's present, 
And, you know, I, I know that that's one of, one of the things that falls into my value set and priorities and so on and so forth. But, you know, just like what you're talking about with, Hey, put stuff in the background on your iPhone, put up the post-it notes. I, I have to do that. I find that if I don't do that, then I lose sight of my values. And that's, uh, that's so cool. I love that you said that. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm really curious and thank you by the way, for breaking it down and give it something that's actionable. Uh, that's that's awesome. I I, I want to shift gears on you a little bit, and I don't want to, I don't want too much time to get get away. Uh, I want to hear a little bit about the the not so great side. I want to hear a little bit about you know one of the struggles you've had throughout your career, throughout your journey. You know, give us one of those low points and really take us there and help us understand what was going on and why was it a low point and what what you did about it and what you learned from it. Okay, so about. Two years ago, I was director of a marketing company in Zurich, Switzerland, living this life that I thought, oh my gosh, I've arrived. Like This is what, after I graduated from my MBA in Barcelona, I thought this was my dream job. This is exactly where I wanted to be, doing what I was supposed to be doing, you know, earning a nice six-figure salary, managing a team, getting to travel. It was paradise. What I noticed is that I was starting... My time was starting to be more focused on doing activities I just didn't want to do, so much so that I ended up being feeling drained at the end of more days in a week than I felt energized, you know, days in the week. And it it took a lot, it took a toll on me. I felt um, felt like I wasn't living to my potential. I wasn't living my purpose, I wasn't living my values. And it felt horrible. Ugh, it felt just icky and uncomfortable. And I felt this overwhelming sense of guilt, I have to say, because I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm here. I, what do I, I mean, come on, Tanya, what do you feel so bad about? You're earning a great salary, you're living in a fantastic country, you've got awesome people around you, but you're not really happy. And this guilt came over me to like, who are you to be thinking this way? You know, and it, it took me to work with some coaches and going on my own coaching journey to recognize that should, you know, feeling awesome should be a part of how I feel every day. To, if I'm doing the work that I'm really meant to be doing and having the conversations that I want to be having, I should be feeling energized at the end of the day. And I should feel that momentum to carry, to move forward and to be excited. And I found that some of the administrative work and the make work projects of doing presentations just to update other people on your team. That was what was draining me. There was a lot of amazing people and some very cool projects, but it was turning into more of, you know, the admin work. Mm -hmm. um, and so I decided at that point I had to, had to make a change and it's a leap of faith and it's a courageous, bold move sometimes that's needed. And I took, you know, I took some time to really think about this, but I'm, I'm an adventurer. I'm a risk taker. It's, it's in my blood. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, wow, to really be living that value of adventure and fearlessness, which is important to me, I have to make a change. It's got to be dramatic. So September 2012, I quit my nice six-figure salary job uh, in, mar in management in Switzerland, packed up my things, moved them back uh, home to Canada bought a round-the-world ticket, <laughs> and I spent six months focusing on the being part of me versus the doing part of me. Mm -hmm. I actually traveled around the Southern Hemisphere for six months 
and reconnected to what I'm really passionate about uh, in, in a deeper way and started formulating business ideas of how I wanted to live that out loud and really build uh, a business and an empire, as I, as I hope it will be one day, uh, on helping and inspiring people to own their awesomeness and really brand themselves to create the impact that they want in the world. That is an awesome story. And, and I'm curious, you know, what we've, we've got a lot of people that, uh, that do listen to the show that might be in that same place that you were at with, with your job in, in Switzerland. You know, they, you know, they may have gotten there, you know, from, uh, from things in the past and may have felt at one point in time that, Hey, this is it. This is where I want to be. But then over time have either learned more about themselves or, you know, or maybe the, the job has changed, whatever it might be. They don't feel the same way about that anymore. And, and I, I'm curious what advice you would give to them for somebody who, who is in that place right now. You know, what, what can or what should they do? I would say, you know, talk to people. Find somebody outside of your normal environment, like not a family or friend. If you're talking to a coach, find a coach. Find somebody in a different industry different countries. So find someone to talk to um, where you can really have an open discussion and, you know, get real with it. They appreciate all, appreciate all the amazing things you've learned up to today in your role, in the organization, wherever, whatever stage you're at, you know, be grateful for that and, and document those things on, on a list or, or your journal. But then also think about kind of where you want to go and how you want to feel every day and start to think about if you had the opportunity, if the paintbrush was in your hand and you wanted to design your ideal day, what would that look like? I think that's such a powerful question. So what would your ideal day look like? And start to write that down, to talk about it, articulate it with someone or journal it yourself. And I think what, can, what will come from that is an understanding of that, that you do know what your ideal day, what you want that to look like. You do know you know, the environment you want to be in, the, the conversations you want to be having, the work that you want to be doing, you actually know a lot more than you think. So start to dig deep into that, start to visualize and articulate through speech or writing what that looks like, because that is the first step in making it happen. So I'd say take that first step. Wow, that that completely resonates with me <laughs> I, for a lot of different reasons. But I I've really started noticing changes in my life, you know, a number of years ago when I actually started doing some of that stuff. So I can, I guess I can back up exactly what you're, what you're saying that that's, that's so important. And so many people don't do that. They don't ever take the time to consider what they would really want, what those things are that they, they feel they should have in their life and actually put those things on paper or on a word document or whatever it might be. And I think there's a lot of power in doing that and having that you know, that thought process and, 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 you know, the things that go on when, when you actually take the time to do that and only, only after you've identified, or at least it's been my experience, most things don't happen by accident, but only after you do what you are, are talking about and, and identify some of the things that you actually want. That's the only way that you're ever going to be able to, to get there. You're not just going to fall into it. So you have to actually have that process first. So I, I love what you're saying about Mm -hmm. It's so true. It, you, you know, you can look back and at your present, but you have to think about kind of what, what resonates with you and what do you want that future to look like? Cause then you'll know where you're going. I, I don't think I've always, uh, <laughs> in fact, I know I haven't always done that. I wish I could say I've always done it. I'd probably be a lot further along if I, 
if I had, right? <laughs> but, uh, you know. But we all learn. Yeah. I think it's a journey, right? We didn't know this this stuff five, 10 years ago. It's like we're constantly learning, picking up these pearls of wisdom and, and moving forward. And that's what development and growth is all about. You know, mm-hmm. you can start from wherever you are. It is. And you have to start from where you are. You can't start in yeah. somebody else's place, right? Exactly. Exactly. So I, I'm curious then, you know, along the way, as, as, you've, as you've had this journey, is there one particular book or one particular resource that, that you'd love to recommend for our audience, our listeners, uh, you know, that has helped you tremendously? Oh, yeah. You know, when I was this time in Switzerland, when I was going through change, I loved, uh, there was one book. I, it's a book, but I'd say it's more like a workbook. Uh, it was Martha Beck's Find Your Own North Star. I loved it. You know, Martha Beck has been an, um, a mentor of mine. She's the Oprah coach. And I just love her style of writing. I find there's a lot of humor. And I found it was very practical in terms of the journey she took me on just reading this book because I had opportunity to document in the book. And it really helped me think about things in a different way and think about my situation and, and where I wanted to go. So I found that that was a really pivotal book for me. Martha Beck's Find Your Own North Star. I have not read that yes. book. I, uh, I'll have to add it to, to my ever-growing list of books that I want to read. So, <laughs> so how has that helped you? How has that particular book, you know, what's one way that that's actually helped you? One thing that I remember very strongly is that she made me define everybody. Just that term. You know, sometimes we think like, oh, what will everybody think? What, 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 what will, oh, everybody will mm-hmm. think this of me. And there was one exercise in it where she actually made you dig deep to define when we say everybody, who are we actually talking about? And for me, what I realized the learning that came out of that was that, huh, when I talk about everybody, it's actually the, those people, their opinions don't matter to me. The people in my life whose opinions matter, they're, they're already my cheerleaders. They're my community. They're my supporters. They've got my back. You know, yeah. So it made me rephrase and look at kind of um, using that word "everybody" and just taking the power out of it. Mm-hmm. And that was really important because I think when you're making transformational change in your life, man, there's going to be resistance and there's oh, going to wow. be, <laughs> you know, you're going to people are going to criticize you, and it's not going to be easy. Nobody ever said transformational change is easy, but is it worth it? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to really be courageous enough and brave enough to know, um, you know, whose opinion matters and what, who to keep in your corner, who, who to have as your cheerleaders. That's awesome. That's something that uh, I, I think a lot of people struggle with, but I personally have, have struggled with that for you know, a long period of time because um, I, I think traditionally, I, you know, I I was a people pleaser for a long period of time and really, really cared about how people were going to perceive me. And and just like you said, you know, as you start going through transformational change, you have to start to, in whatever way, kind of disband from that a, a little bit because you're not going to do work that actually matters without somebody being critical of it, right? Exactly. It's, it's not going to happen. You're not. You're not doing something that uh, that really actually is meaningful if nobody is uh, is naysaying, right? Right. Right. You need the naysayers. Then you know you're on the right track. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> so you know, aside from uh, Martha Beck, 
is there somebody that has really been an inspiration to you and you know who is that and 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 why is that so i would take it personal and say my parents you yeah. know my parents immigrated uh, to canada from india um and they got married here and they started a family and i remember my dad very recently telling me you know he's like tanya i came with two you know a hundred dollars in my pocket and two hundred dollars in my sock i'm like <laughs> okay that's kind of strange but i hear where you're coming from <laughs> and and they have built you know this amazing family so we're a very close-knit family i'm the eldest of three girls and they've they're entrepreneurs they took a courageous bold move to come to a new country, gain experience, and then start their own business. And they've had that business for 25 years. And I'm so proud to say that I've learned so much from them about risk-taking and just, you know, living intentionally, really putting out your dream, putting your dreams out there, documenting them, saying them out loud, and then making them happen. And it hasn't been an easy journey for them, but I just really respect the fact that they've tried and they have taught me above, above, all, above all, to be courageous enough to ask. You know, you never, you're never going to get what you want unless you ask. You have to put yourself out there and you have to fearlessly ask. The worst that can happen is someone says no or not yet. And big deal. You move on. You know, so they, from a very young age, they've taught my sisters and I to fearlessly ask. And I think that has been a cornerstone of, you know, what's really made me the person I am today. And I want to continue that. I want to take that forward as I grow my business and I grow as a person. I want to fearlessly ask. That is awesome. And I can, I can see that in the things that you're doing. That is, that makes sense. I'll say that. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> so, you know, I mentioned earlier, we just, uh, just recorded a interview for, for your site just before we did this one. And you, you kind of put me on the spot about uh, yeah, how we met. So I'm I'm gonna return the favor here. You know, would, okay. would you would you like to share the story of, of sure. how and where we met? So Scott and I met on a very a cold Saturday morning very cold. in Portland. Yeah, it was freezing. It was July, which is shocking. Uh, in Portland, Oregon, the day before the World Domination Summit uh, last year, and we were lining up in this humongous line to jump into icy cold waters in order to break a world record. <laughs> and Scott, I'm so proud to say that we did. We broke a world record of the longest human chain, a floating human chain. And we, we jumped in the Willamette River. We were all on floats, held hands, and we broke a world record together. So it was an amazing feeling, community, and we had a few laughs and giggles, and yeah. um, <laughs> it, it was just so much fun. It was so cool, and I, uh, I, uh, after coming back from that, I don't know how many times where you know people are like, "What did you do over the Fourth of July time period?" It's like, ah, broke a world record. What'd you do? <laughs> I know it sounds awesome, right? How do you compete <laughs> so, with that? Yeah, how do you compete <laughs> with that? But yeah, and you know, we we just talked for a couple of minutes, I think, in, in line, and and you know, for whatever reason, I. Yeah, you're you're so good at connecting that uh, you stuck in my mind, and later somehow I don't even remember how. To be honest with you, I I happened on your website or got linked to from someplace else, something else along those lines, and and you know, called you back up and said, "Hey, you know, love to love to chat," and that that this ended up coming out of that. So exactly. I I really 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 appreciate you you know coming on the show here and sharing your experiences. 
And, you know, I've taken away just a, a ton of different things too. And, you know, I, I would love it if before we go though, you could share with us a little bit about what you're working on right now, what you're excited about and, you know, how people can connect with you. Sure. Thank you. I just want to say, you know, I'm so glad that you reached out and reconnected because I, I think that it's awesome what you're doing, Scott. And I really believe in uh, the change that you're, you and your team are making in the world. And so I'm so glad that we could have this conversation today. Um, for me, people can find me at www.tanyadesa.com. So my last name is D-E-S-A. And you can follow on Facebook at uh, Passion Igniter, if you look up Passion Igniter or Twitter at Passion Igniter. And I'm super excited for what's to come in 2014 and beyond because I am working with different groups of newbies, specifically around um, new immigrants and expats and international students. And I'm starting, well, continuing on these personal branding spotlights where we get together for a day, either virtually or live, and we actually develop declare and develop your personal brand and then we develop a strong action plan and strategies learn the tactics to live that out loud in any new community that you're in so i'm super excited by that and that is also in addition to the speaking tour that i am I'm doing taking on next year where i'm going to visit organizations lead workshops on how to really live your personal brand own your awesomeness in order to create and amplify the impact that you want to make. So there's a lot of leadership development um, workshops that are coming in under that umbrella. And I'm super excited to be working with some cool people to, to do that and, and to travel all over the world to do that. that that's going to be so fun. And I'm thrilled to pieces for what you've got coming down the pipe. That is, that is amazing. And you know, again, thank you, Tanya, for coming on the show. And uh, thank, you for, thank you for sharing your awesomeness. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> thank you so much, Scott. It's been a blast. HTYC ears, we've discovered that when you earn more money, sometimes it makes it easier to transition to work that you love. So we've got a gift for you this Christmas. We are giving away a free copy of Get a Raise Guide before you can actually buy it. If you want to understand your true value, get support in going step-by-step -step through the process of negotiating a raise for yourself, go on now for a limited time and download this from happentoyourcareer.com slash get a raise guide. Hey, and now it's time for the HTYC recap with Mr. Mark Sievercrop. Mark, how's it going? What's going on? All kinds of good stuff. But I want to talk to you about what you thought about this interview. Well, you caught me right at the end of adding an extra one because <laughs> there's so much stuff that I love about this uh, this interview with Tanya. Um, I love the passion that she has. And, and the other thing that I really liked, and, and these aren't my points, I'm just telling you what I thought of it to begin with. But the other thing I liked that really resonated with me is she always came back, it seemed like, to connecting with people. And, um, you know, that's something that obviously we've talked about before and, and something that I enjoy doing. And so it really resonated with me hearing her talk about that and, and her uh, joy in connecting with people and, and getting to know them and, and helping them out and finding ways that you can collaborate and whatnot. So really, really like this interview. The first thing that stuck out to me was um, she quoted, um, she, she gave us a quote. And the quote was, gratitude is a reflection of your own genius. And then she went into talking about how 
recognizing what people say they're grateful to you for is a great way to recognize your strengths. And I know that's something we ask all of our guests is, is how did you find your strengths? And I've never heard anyone talk about it in that sense, but it's so true. The things that people are grateful to you for are the things that you're obviously good at, the things that that um, are skills or abilities for you. So I think that's a really, really good thing for our audience to remember, Scott, is to, to pay attention to the things that people tell you thank you for. Pay attention to the things that people appreciate about you and then look there for your strengths. Look look within those things to find the things that, that might be strengths and things that you can um, capitalize on when you're looking to move to work that you love. The second one that I really liked was a really actionable thing, I think, because sometimes we get so caught up with what we're doing and so many different things that we're doing and so many different interests that we can't accomplish anything because we're not focused. And she said to pick one thing that you like to do or one area of your life and brainstorm. Just start thinking up things that you could do or ideas that you have and really, really get focused on that one area or that one strength or that one passion that you have and really dig deep into it. And then, you know, I think as you do that, you might find that it's something you want to do or you might find that there's nothing really there you want to do, but you you focused on it and you're able to really drill down on those things and then you can move on to the next one if you need to and move on to the next passion or the next strength. And I think as you do that, you'll learn a lot more about yourself and that'll help you to really define what your passion is and what your strengths are and be able to merge those two things into work that you love. The next one was uh, you and you and her talked a lot about keeping values in front of you and really making sure that you are visually seeing what is of value to you. And, and this goes back to what we talked about a few episodes ago where people get into jobs they don't like because they get so focused on one single aspect of that job that they don't pay attention to everything else. And if you will keep your values in front of you, it helps you to not do that. It helps you to keep what's really important and the things that really matter to you in the forefront of your mind as you're doing a job search or as you're trying to decide what you want to do or as you're um, defining what you want your life to be, you have to keep those values in front of you. And if you don't do that, then it's very difficult for you to actually wind up somewhere that you're going to be happy in some place that's going to leave you feeling fulfilled rather than uh, drained as Tanya talked about her feeling uh, with her last job. The final one that I think is huge uh, for people that are in our audience is choosing, consciously choosing who you listen to and realizing that you need to decide not necessarily who you're going to be friends with or not, because you could be friends with a lot of people, but you need to decide whose opinion is going to affect you. You need to make the decision, you know, like, like Tanya said, who's going to be your cheerleader? Who's going to be in your corner? And defining, like she said, defining who everybody is. When you say everybody's going to say blah, 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 you need to know who you're talking about. And you need to then consciously decide whether it really matters what they think. So those are the things that stuck out to me. And and they all really, to me, came back to looking within yourself and and defining for yourself who you are, what you're passionate about. Um, what really excites you, and and really that's the beginning, and that's what you know we we really try to do with with the podcast and and with everything we're doing with HTYC is um, certainly helping people to define those things because it's when you define those things that you're able to move to work you love. It's, you're able to do things that really fulfill you once you know what your passions are, once you know what your strengths are, once you have defined those types of things. That's when you can really start moving forward in your career. So I really love this interview. I think there's a lot of stuff and. 
certainly worth going back and listening to a second time, Scott. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, that's, <laughs> that is more points than you've had in the H2I Reese cap in a long time, but that's great. I mean, I, I love this interview too. Uh, you know, it was, it was just so compelling in what she had to say and, you know, what she's done in her own, own journey. So that's, that's why I love right. doing this. So absolutely appreciate it, Mark. Thank you. Mm hmm. Sorry, I was preparing for my audition for the Vienna Boys Choir.